Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap. The avian influenza continues to threaten poultry across the United States. And here in Wisconsin, spring actually brings an increased risk of infection to all flocks. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. And Dr. Darlene Conkle is in studio with us. She's the Wisconsin State Veterinarian. And she's got more info for how to protect our flocks from the highly pathogenic avian influenza. Dr. Conkle, can you start by explaining why spring is a critical time for this virus? Um, Well, this virus came into North America last year, uh, early in 2022, and we've been really dealing with that ever since. But high periods of waterfowl migration make the risk a little higher because the birds that could be carrying the virus are now uh, in southern parts of the United States and in South America. And some of those waterfowl, many of those waterfowl will be moving up through our state in the coming weeks. So there's just a higher probability that there might be more virus out there um, while there's lots of birds migrating through. So spring and fall, basically. How prevalent is the avian flu across Wisconsin? I mean, has it died down? Are, are we still seeing it in lots of counties? Right now, we haven't seen any cases in um, domestic poultry since last fall. Been some wild bird detections here and there, but we did have a lull over, over winter where we didn't see any cases in domestic poultry. Saw it elsewhere in the United States, in some other states, popping up here and there. So we know that virus is still around at low levels. So what is that telling us then? Is it dying down or or is DATCAP, for example, expecting a hike in cases? We're expecting a hike in cases come spring because we know this virus is still out there. We know the birds in the southern U.S. and South America that there's been detections right along. So we do expect to see more. And that's why we're just encouraging people to be aware of it, not to be afraid, but to be aware of it and to practice good biosecurity even though it might be out there in the environment, to keep it out of their flocks. Are all flocks at risk? And what I mean by this is, does it matter the size or the style of how you're raising poultry? The size really doesn't matter. No matter how big the flock is or how small, those birds are still susceptible. Really, all birds are susceptible to this highly pathogenic avian influenza virus. So chickens, turkeys, waterfowl, guinea hens, um, a variety of birds. So the size really doesn't matter, but... Some uh, management practices might matter. So, for instance, if the birds are kept indoors and anybody caring for those birds follows really strict biosecurity practices, the risk would be less. And by that, I mean for a big commercial flock, they could go as far as having employees shower in and shower out and completely change clothes. For people with smaller flocks, that's probably not practical, but there are still a lot of things people can do. For instance, keeping birds indoors is ideal uh, in a barn or or garage so that they're not in contact with wild birds or their droppings out in the environment. And then also simple things like washing your hands before you contact your birds or feed or care for your birds, using dedicated clothing, um, different boots that you can disinfect before you go in to, to care for your birds. And if you're getting any new birds, keeping those separate from the flock you already have so you can observe them for any signs of illness. Well, thanks for those tips. My neighbors are heading out on spring break this week and they have chickens. And so my husband and I will be chicken sitting while they're out. And one of my fears was I don't want to do anything to jeopardize their flock, but I also don't want to bring anything to the office where some of my coworkers have chickens. So, it, mm-hmm. And it really does sound simple. Just don't wear the same clothes and wash your hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. There are some things 
simple things people can do. And we've got more information on the DATCAP website as well, some tips and handouts that people can take a look at for good biosecurity practices. Is there anything else that large producers should be aware of when it comes to biosecurity this time of year? Really what large producers want to think about, one is employees to make sure everybody's trained um, and everybody knows the, the rules and the policies for that particular farm as far as whether they need to shower, change clothes, wear dedicated clothes, you know, to really follow the policies laid out by the farm. Lots of large commercial farms also will tell employees they may not be able to have their own chickens for that risk of bringing uh, a virus into the large commercial operation. So those are things that large commercial flocks may want to think about. The other thing they will want to think about is kind of protecting their borders to try to keep that line of separation between the outside world and their flock that they want to protect. So discouraging waterfowl from being on the property, cleaning up any water supplies or things like that to not attract wild waterfowl to a property is one thing to consider too. We think of it as even having a having a barrier or a moat around your flock. And as you said, this information is on the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection's website. Mm -hmm. Are there other key resources that you encourage people to look to? I don't know if like USDA has has something or a poultry association. Mm -hmm. Those are good sources, too. And DATCAP has links to that information on our website, too. So our High Path Avian Influenza page on the web, the uh, DATCAP website is a great place to go for for all that information. We've got information from USDA, which is a great source, and also some handouts for for poultry owners as well. Also, people can check back periodically and just see what the situation is as spring moves along to see if we're detecting cases, to see if we have control areas set up, and so forth. Whenever there is an outbreak like this, usually the state is reminding folks to register their birds through the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium, not just birds, any livestock. Can you explain, Dr. Conkle, why that's important? The Wisconsin Livestock Premises Registration System has just been a huge advantage for us over the years. Anybody with livestock, and that includes poultry, then your common species of livestock like um, cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, horses, llamas, deer... People with really just one animal of those species would need to register their premises. And we just ask for location information and contact information for who to contact. We don't ask for numbers of animals, but it really gives us a heads up on responding to any detections of disease. And it also gives us a way to contact other people with livestock or susceptible species around the surrounding area. So it's been a huge advantage for us, saves us a lot of time in our response, and it's free. And it's easy to get your premises registered. And it's confidential. Yes, it is. And can you register your animals at any time? Yes, you can. Any time of the year, if you're getting chickens now for spring or uh, if your kids are getting an animal for 4-H, any time you can either call or email WLIC and, and get your premises registered. We have what we call a renewal period every three years for premises that are already registered. People need to re-register every three years, basically just updating their contact information and information on the kinds of species they have. So in 2022, that was a renewal year for us. So we have more of a bigger push during those renewal years, but really it's active all the time. Before I let you go, Dr. Conkle, I do want to ask you if maybe some of the, the butterfly effect of avian influenza, and maybe you get this a lot, are we still seeing an impact on poultry and egg production because of the avian flu? We'll see periodic impacts, and it just depends on how many large flocks become infected. 
right now, the impact around the Midwest has been pretty minimal over the last few months and over winter. So I don't expect that there's a lot of um, impact on egg production or poultry production right now. And it'll just depend on how, how the year progresses. Thoughts on when poultry and egg prices will go down? And and the reason I ask this is because you have maybe some understanding that the general public doesn't have about how long it takes for a flock to recover. For a large flock that does need to be depopulated because the birds are infected with hypathii, it does take several weeks to recover from that, to go through the steps needed to eliminate the virus from the property and to have some downtime to allow that virus to completely die off and cleaning and disinfection and so forth before those places can repopulate. And usually they need to repopulate in phases so they don't get back up to 100% right away. Um, So there's those factors involved. There's also a lot of other factors involved in production and pricing and supply and demand that come into play too. So it's perhaps not all high path AI that's impacting egg prices and and, uh, supplies. Dr. Darlene Conkle in studio with us, the Wisconsin State Veterinarian. She says if you have concerns about your poultry flock, whether they're sick or there's unexplained illnesses or deaths, it could be this highly pathogenic avian influenza. You can contact your veterinarian. You can also call the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. That number is 800 943 Again, 800 943 For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet.